2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our radio show on a beautiful Saturday here in Pittsburgh. It was sunny this morning. Hopefully, it'll continue to be. We are live here at the new number one Cochrane Honda South Hills, formerly known as South Hills Honda. This store, if you're familiar with the Peters Township area, is very easy to find. Conveniently located Route 19 in Peters Township And i got to tell you, as I've been saying before, Honda fans all over western Pennsylvania are greeting the new number one Cochrane Honda South Hills with great enthusiasm. Come on by, say hello, and get some great grand opening offers, which we will talk to you as this broadcast continues. So, 412-928-9370 is the number. I know Paul Alexander spent a lot of time with football. We'll continue to do that today because it is a big game coming up tomorrow. You'll see it on KDK-TV with our pregame show beginning at 1130 a.m. It's a bet MGM Steelers kickoff show. A lot to get into. The Steelers coming off a very dismal performance, and that's maybe even an understatement, embarrassing performance against the Houston Texans where they could not score an offensive touchdown. And once again, the first quarter continues to plague them. They can't seem to generate any sort of offense, any sort of cohesion at all in the first quarter. And when that happens, you normally fall behind. When you fall behind, it makes it tougher for this offense to get cranked. So hopefully they'll be able to come out and do something tomorrow and make a difference right off the bat. Just like Houston did last week when they came out and went nine plays, 67 yards. Oh, I'm sorry, add three more plays because they had two touchdowns called back before they eventually scored one that counted on a three-yard score from C.J. Stroud, who was outstanding, to Nico Collins. Beat Levi Wallace in coverage. That was 12 plays, 69 yards, and that was that. And the Steelers go on offense, and they couldn't do much at all. Um, third and seven, you know, a lot of third down and longs. And and they, gotta, they have to change the way they're doing business there. They got weapons, at least you think so. They got to start using those weapons right off the bat. And they got to start going down the field a lot more. They tried uh, in the middle of the field last week, if you remember, the bomb to uh, Calvin Austin. But this time, unlike in Vegas, it was Steven Nelson, the former Steeler who knew it was coming. And that's alarming when you hear guys talk about uh, predictability of formations, and they s- seem to know what's going on with those formations. So the Steelers, you know, if you're going to look at this with the uh, glass half full, have a chance to move into first place all by themselves at their bye week. If they beat the Ravens, they'll be 3-2 and two with a tiebreaker in hand. That's why last week was big, because if they could have had a good offensive effort and beat a young Houston team that had a rookie quarterback, a rookie offensive coordinator, head coach, all of that, and plus a whole bunch of third-string offensive linemen, Uh, Boy, that would have been a nice setup for this game here today. Nonetheless, it's still Steelers and Ravens, and it carries a lot of significance. 412-928-9370 is that number to call. Give us a shout. Our show is brought to you, of course, by the people here at number one Cochran. Go one better ride in style with Expressway at Cochrane.com. PNC Bank, make today the day at PNC. Also, Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call. shenderovich Shendorovich, and Fishman. They got your back, not your wallet, and Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg, right next to the live casino. You want a great place to watch games, enjoy some great vibe, atmosphere, food, drinks, whatever. It's at Iron Rock Tap House. In the meantime, we're also going to talk about some penguins. I don't think there's been enough discussion about the Penguins, quite frankly, and they played their final preseason game last night. And some of the ob- observations you can make out of that are simply this. The power play finally got on track a little bit, uh, and they needed it to because they were struggling in their first six games. It's saw the game in Nova Scotia, uh, Halifax game. Uh, they were terrible for six on the power play. And when you do that, the bottom line is you're not going to win if you're the Pittsburgh Penguins. This team is built to take advantage of it. They added Eric Carlson to the mix. They need to do more of what you saw last night with uh, Carlson at center point area operating on that he made a beautiful pass down low to Evgeny Malkin which was a shot pass it fooled the goalie Malkin had an easy goal but the downside with all this is that this is a, a team that's an older team obviously they're going to play the way they play and they're going to put themselves at harm's risk when it comes to offensive uh turnovers which could deli- uh you know deliver some odd man breaks the other way Tristan Jari not overwhelming last night. He played the entire game in kind of an up-and-down game, which the Penguins won 7-4. to four. He gave up those four goals, and you never want your goaltender to give up four goals. But the way that game played, it was clearly going to be that kind of up-and-down game. Sidney Crosby got into a fight, or at least it looked like one. It was, but the thing that Sidney Crosby does is stick up for his teammates, specifically Chris Letang, who took a high hit by Peyton Krebs. He didn't like it. He got a cross-checking penalty as well. So he seems to be ready, a little feisty for the first game, which comes up on Tuesday at PPG Paints Serena against the Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, Connor Bedard making it. So that should have a lot of vibe going into that game. Brand-new scoreboard, some new digs over there, a brand-new season. Eric Carlson in the fold, plus a lot of other players who you would think are going to make a big difference uh, with this team. At least you hope so, based on how they have played. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to put my little... Uh, shot in here for drew o'connor because drew o'connor i thought played a really good game i thought he's been outstanding this entire preseason he he's because of the absence of jake gensel has been on the top line and i don't know if you should take him off there he gives that line something interesting to to look forward to um he's a four checker he's tenacious he's got a lot of stuff going on in his game that i like and i think it complements what you have with brian rust and Sidney crosby although when Gensel comes back you know what's going to happen he goes right to that line uh, but he's been really good. I thought Radim Zahorna acquitted himself well, and he should have a spot on this roster. He's a big six foot 6-inch six guy. You need people like that if you're going to make some hay in the offensive zone. Uh, and he shows a pretty good touch. Had a great goal in Detroit against the Red Wings a couple of games ago, And then they brought in another guy who, you know, <laughs> Jansen Harkins. I didn't know much about, but watching the game last night, uh, a physical presence, somebody who can give them a little – Different dimension. So I think all those three guys deserve consideration, but you have some veterans that they brought in older guys, again, Lars Eller leading the way. You have Nola Chari you got Matt Nieto, and of course, Jeff Carter is going to be on this roster no matter what. And one of the things of this power play struggles, I would like to see only because if he's going to be on your roster and take up a roster spot, then Jeff Carter needs to take advantage of what he has, which are good hands. On the power play, uh, why not throw him out there in the middle, in front of a goalie? Not unlike what you saw with Tim Kerr with the Flyers many years ago, or uh, Johan Franzen with the Detroit Red Wings. Somebody who can do something different on that power play. So uh, we'll see what goes on. It should be an interesting year. I know that uh, you know, optimism is high, but it's also a double-edged sword. You've got one of the most experienced veteran team that you're going to find in the NHL. You also have the oldest team in the NHL. So, which is it? Is it going to be the experience carrying them, or is it going to be the age, the reason they don't do well? 412 is the number. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at KD Pomp. It's also baseball playoff time. I don't want to ignore that. I think there are a lot of good things going on uh, in baseball. Unfortunately, uh, the Pirates are not in it again, and that's become too much of a trend. It has to change next year. They got some arbitration people coming up. They're going to have to pay some money to guys like David Bednar and to Mitch Keller and others, but those two guys are going to get colossal raises and they should. And maybe there's a long-term contract for Keller, but they need to add even more. They need to go out and spend money in this free agent offseason. And if they do that, I think they have a chance to compete with the wild card. If you look at the records, they weren't all that far off despite losing Cruz, despite losing um, you know, some of their other veteran guys along the way. Vince Velasquez was one of them. But one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to is watching another repeat of the Braves and Phillies in the National League division series because this is one that features very great drama. Two years ago, Atlanta won a world championship. They were uh you know dominant in their division against teams like Philadelphia. Last year they were looking to repeat and of course many people thought they would. However, uh the Philadelphia Phillies, somehow, some way, despite finishing fourteen games behind them in the regular season, came up with an effort in that series that eliminated the braves now ronald acuna has not been at his best he missed two years ago they won last year wasn't 100 well he certainly is now he led them to 104 wins a sixth straight division championship for the atlanta braves and boy have they done it the right way they have a lineup that has the most home runs by far of anybody in baseball 307 home runs that's 48 more than any other team in baseball and when you look at some of the numbers they put up Ronald Acuna was outstanding. He's probably going to win the MVP, 40 home runs, 70 stolen bases. No one's ever done that in Major League Baseball history. Uh, and, and they don't stop there. I got, they got a lot of guys who put up big numbers. Matt Olson should be consideration for MVP. Uh, what a trade they made to get him and then sign him to a reasonable eight-year, $168 million deal, 54 homers, 109, 139 runs batted in. But it doesn't stop there. You have Acuna with 40. You have Olson with 54. You have Marcelo Zunia, 40 home runs. Uh, Ozzie Albies, 33. Austin Riley, 37. This is in their everyday lineup, and they're just incredible to watch offensively. But Philadelphia has what it takes. They did it last year. Can they do it again? That's the National League Division Series, one of them anyway. So be focusing close attention on that one as well. All right, so the number here today is 412 928 Want to go to break and try to get a uh, a Wi-Fi situation corrected here so that I could figure out if uh, there are callers. I know Matt Harkins, you'll let me know if there are, but uh, we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty there. In the meantime, there are special offers here, including $500 over Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer and 15% of any service here. Get all the details at CochranHondaSouth.com. That's where we are live until one o'clock. Stop in, say hi, and see this brand new beautiful show uh, case that they have here uh, for Honda in the South Hills. Number one Cochran is the place to go and we are live at number one Cochrane honda south hills it's right here in the heart of peter's township route 19 come on down check us out here we'll be here till one o'clock and stop by you got an outstanding inventory of best-selling honda models wide selection of pre-owned vehicles plus number one cochran will buy your vehicle even if you don't buy one of theirs a lot of stuff going on grand opening offers want to tell you that our twitter is brought to you by South Chrysler Dodge Jeep, Ram Peters Township. Visit them online. Also, the Dex Line is brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say never a fee unless they get money for you. Thank you to our show sponsors once again, including number one, Cochran, PNC Bank, Ireland Contracting, Iron Rock Taphouse, Shandorovich, Shandorovich and Fishman. 412-928-9370 is the number talking about all things Pittsburgh sports. Steelers, Ravens, of course. Penguins are about to open up their season against Chicago. Your expectations are what? Pitt and Penn State off today. We'll get into other stuff as well. Right now, let's go to Lou in Staten Island, who's been on the phone and being patient. What's up, Lou? How are you today?
4: Hey, Bob. Uh, Good to talk to you, bud. How you been? Good, thanks. Hey, Bob. You know, I called earlier in the week, and I spoke to the guys, and um, I tried to get into Ron and Joe, and you too. I couldn't get in. I wrote down a couple of statistics here for the Steelers, and give me a second to roll them off, and then I have a question for you, right? Because to me, this is as obvious as obvious could be. As of right now, the Steelers are 29th overall in offense, right? They're dead last in yards per play. They are the only team over the last couple of years who have zero 400-yard games during the Matt Canyon tenure. That's bizarre in this environment of offensive too, friendly. You could throw that in there. Uh, that's coming up next. That's coming up next. <laughs> this is what really makes it interesting. They have won. It was against the Bengals. November 20th, 2022, they lost 37-30. Okay, so they scored 30 points. Thirty points. We should give them a, a round of applause. But do you know how many times the 49ers have scored 30 points or more in the last seven games?
3: Probably six.
4: The answer is all Seven. They scored 30 points or more in their last seven games, and the Pittsburgh Steelers have scored 30 points once in their last 34 games, okay? There's also other things that are mind-boggling here, right? This is all. They average 19 points a game over their last 15, and that includes a handful of defensive touchdowns, which helps skew that number. Now, of course, a lot of teams score defensive touchdowns, but when you're scoring 19 points a game with the help of the defense, that only makes the offensive statistics even more pathetic. Now, this is where I, I can't figure it out, and I, this is where my question is going to commit to you. No one's giving me this answer. Either one or two things, in my opinion, are going on. Either one, the plays they have drafted offensively over the last couple of years, Pickett, Pickens, Harris, Fryamuth, Broderick Jones, and on and on and on, absolutely stink because the numbers say it, or is it the scheme? it's got to be one or the other you can't consistently think well, i think it's, I think it's number an one
3: scheme question. yeah okay. i think it's number one lou scheme scheme always like all you have to do is look at the houston game from last week how did they win they schemed better they they out the steelers coaching staff i think that's something they would admit to you as well looking back you can't come out in that mm-hmm. first but you know what the steelers do everyone thought man with all these offensive linemen they're going to get to CJ Stroud they never did scheme helps both sides defensively they were out offensively I just think they out schemed themselves regardless of what the defense is doing you make other defenses look better because some of this stuff is too repetitious some of this stuff is being repeated and other teams know other players know Steven Nelson pretty much pointed that out on the interception of Calvin Austin he saw the same design he knew it was coming he was there to intercept it whereas the week before it worked the week before it worked because they hadn't shown it yet, okay? So there are things that sequencing offense, playing off things that you've shown. you got to do more of that. They haven't done hardly any of it. Do I think players uh, have not done enough? Sure, I do. I-, I think starting with Kenny Pickett, he needs to do better. He missed some open receivers. Game could have changed last week on the one in the back of the end zone to Connor Hayward. He missed it point blank. It was right in front of him and others as well. Hey, so hey, largely, but largely but it's but scheme I agree with you. to I- me.
4: I agree with you 100%. I was just hoping you said that because some people are putting it on the players. But there's a word that's come to my mind over the last couple of months, especially the last few weeks, and that word is stubbornness. And the word stubbornness applies to the entire organization. And what I mean by that is this. They're stubborn to change their ways as far as changing the head coach. Listen, he hired this guy. He glued himself to this guy. I've been calling for Tom head for quite a while. Other people are now starting to see what I've been talking about. But they're also stubborn as far as changing the ways as far as they do with certain players. They refuse to play Joey Porter. They refuse to start Project Jones. They refuse to put the kid in and running back over Najee Harris. Everything is stubbornness. And you know what that leads to? It leads to the fans starting to see it. And, and, and the owner, stubborn. He refuses to modernize the franchise. He just wants to stick in his ways. Now, you could say, we've been winning over the last 10, 15 years. Okay. But that, could, that means... What do you consider winning? I don't consider nine and eight winning. All right, I know you know, no, Bob. I don't, Bob. You've been around longer than me. Either, I've been following Luke. the Steelers since no. '77. Right. When did that mantra turn that the Steeler organization went from the '70s to all the way now the Super Bowl or bust? Now it's giving this guy a standing ovation for coming nine and eight. It drives me crazy.
3: Well, I think you know what, Lou. I think that, and thank you for the call. I got to move along here, but I appreciate your take because it's it's very good. Uh, I think that comes with the fact that the national media more than anybody sees it that way. Uh, and I think like any local market, we see things that they don't see. They, we, you, they don't watch every single play. They don't watch every single play call. Uh, they see what they see, and that's a team that competes all the way to the end. And that's fine. You'd like to be in that situation, but it has to go further than that. And I agree with, you know, I, I think when you look at Mike Tomlin, he hires all of his coaches. Uh, And one of the things, if I had to be very critical, would be uh, the quality of some of them over the years. You know, you need good defensive and offensive coordinators and and coaches on your staff. Could they be better? I mean, they may have some in there who are are very talented. I think they all know football very well. They wouldn't have gotten this job. But you have to have people who you can trust and who think maybe bigger than you do so that you're not the only voice there. And I think that's maybe a shortfall. And for me, that is one of the reasons why they're stuck in the situation they're in. They uh, you know, they they get stuck in where they are like you mentioned Joey Porter. I don't understand why Joey Porter shouldn't play. Uh they basically made it sound like this week that he wasn't, you know, tackling well or wasn't up to speed on this. Well, I still think if you look at some of the play that you've got from cornerbacks, there's room for somebody else like him to get in there and uh, you know, put him in see what happens. I don't think there's any harm in that. Broderick Jones is going to play cuz the injury to Dan Moore You know, I thought he was first time in last week, uh, you know, good, bad, indifferent, all of them. But that's learning on the job. He has to get that experience to become better, I think. And, you know, we'll talk offense day and night here. I get it. But the defense in that game was real bad, too, in the sense that, once again, they're giving up big numbers to wide receivers. This is the third time in four weeks that a wide receiver had well over 100 yards. And if you're going to do that the way they ran the ball, you're asking for problems pierce last week came into that game averaging 2.8 yards per carry and he ripped their offense or their defense apart with the way he ran too that should not happen behind a bunch of third string offensive linemen but it did 412 928 so that's what they need to correct tomorrow and i'll be interested to see the reaction of people if they win but it's not a big offensive day in other words a typical raven steelers game which is 12 to 9 16 13 you know 19 16 Uh, And they win. Because if they win, they'll be in first place at their bye week. And yet people, I'm sure, will be unhappy with it. They need to score more points. It's plain and simple in the NFL. You cannot survive unless you score mid-20s. You have to score at least mid-20s. They have not done that, as Lou, you described in their averages, 29th. Uh, when it comes to yards per play. Last points per you got to score. I don't care how good your defense is. Give your defense a break once in a while because they, if you expect them to make two turnovers and two pick sixes and fumble returns for touchdowns every week, you're not going to get it done. Counselor joins us right now here at number one Cochran in the South Hills. What's up, Counselor?
0: I agree with what you said, Bob, but there's some things, too, that you don't have to make more difficult. You know, that's third and one and a half or the fourth and one. Look, okay, it might not work, but I'm gonna go with Kenny under center. I'm gonna put either Connor Hayward or somebody in front of Haji Harris, and I'm running the ball. If I can't get a one yard or a yard and a half with that thing, then I'm willing to live with that. I don't think it's a a, a percentage play. I realize they said there were people open and Kenny bailed out too soon and didn't throw to them. I'm eliminating him having to make that decision. Okay? I just want yeah. him to, let's let's try and get the ninety-five before we get the uh, $20 bill. You and know? the thing about
3: that call, they had run the ball extremely well that entire series. So essentially you had two good chances to get the first down. I do like under center. They do too much shotgun for my liking, and it eliminates options if you look at what happens in the nfl they have that now called tush push where you know you get two big offensive linemen in the backfield and you push the tush that's what they're doing it is a legal play until the counts until the uh you know competition committee may change it next year in the offseason we'll see but if it's illegal use it uh get some guys and all you got to do is get a yard Pickett's pretty good at it but when you go in shotgun with no one else back there it's pretty obvious you're gonna you're gonna pass the ball and that limits Well, I'm, I'm even options. saying I'm not so even asking any picket to do it.
0: I'm asking my 240-pound
3: running that, but back but having a good, good second Tush, half. Listen, the Tush push has a 97% success rate this year. People are doing it everywhere. All you got to do is get there and do that. Again, I, I just – the way they were – you're right. Give it to Najee. He had a, a pretty good series going, whatever the case may be. That call now <clears> – <throat> let's go back and look at that call because there was still a chance that they could have kicked a field goal. In my mind, I was thinking that's what they would do because then you make it a one-possession game, you get points, and it changes a little of the narrative. But I have no problem going with it. I had a big problem with the call.
0: Yeah. The other thing I'm going to say is, is this. I hate to say this. That entire staff and the players are playing below the line, well below the line. You know, and yes they should have never been drugged like that by the Houston Texans but you know you've got to block somebody and you got to tackle somebody and they're not doing either yep,
3: that's true it's basic stuff counselor I gotta run thank you for the call appreciate yeah. it and um, listen it is it is only week five coming up if they should win they get in the first place uh you can take that for what it's worth but they have to show more uh i I wonder uh, I I saw a uh, Twitter poll that someone asked, and it was interesting to me, because would you rather have the Steelers win a game uh, 9-7 to over Baltimore or lose one 35-34? Surprisingly, people <laughs> like the 34 34- outcome. I get it. Regardless of how they do, they got to start getting more and more points, and they need to do it. They got a bye week coming up after that. We'll see what happens after this game and the bye leading into the Rams.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo
3: And where are you, Tom? North Huntington. Hey, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. I just
1: have a real. Yes, I just sir. wanted your opinion on. I just want your opinion on on one thing here. This is what I'm seeing. Uh, you can blame Canada. You can blame Tomlin. Okay, that's fine. I get to have a part of it. But nobody's talking about the offensive line and the defensive line coaching. We haven't had. Ever since John Mitchell left the defensive line as a coach, and since now what you know Munchak left as coach, our offensive and defensive lines have come come down tremendously. We have not uh, had an off brought an offensive lineman or really a defensive lineman along by ourselves. I mean, in a long time, and a lot of our problems on defense, I think, is nose tackle and the middle middle linebackers. I've said a lot along with the corners, but. The nose tackle
3: position, and that three, four, has to be able to stuff the run and, and do that. And we haven't had that since Hargrave
1: Uh I just wanted your now, take Yeah, you're on
3: right. That. And they, no, I agree, Tom. And, you know, Keanu Benton was a guy who was going to, you know, I, and I still, these guys are young. I'm willing to wait a little bit on his development. But with Larry Ogunjobi being always, you know, nursing a foot injury, that seems to be a chronic one, it's kind of difficult to get long-term production out of him which is interesting because they gave him a big three-year contract. Cam Hayward is out, of course, that makes it more difficult, but they need some of these other guys to step up and play better there to stuff that because both sides of the uh, the line, offensive line, defensive line, have been far less than what I thought they would be heading into this season based on the preseason of this year but also more importantly based on how they ended last year and they upgraded you thought their positions i think most of us thought that and it's not happening so is it the coaching of these guys what is it i think they're better off and chris hoke has a good idea of what goes on because he's played these positions offensively it's better just go straight ahead man for man instead of trying some of these zone things that they've been trying um so we'll see what they do tomorrow they even though there's no Uh, J.K. Dobbins. There's a pretty good running attack led by Gus Edwards. They've added Melvin Gordon, although he hasn't touched it all that much, and Justice Hill. Everybody knows about him. I think this is going to be one of those games where the Ravens try to do that. Lamar Jackson is their leading rusher, regardless of what they had. They had Greg Roman. They said they're going to change. They go to Todd Monk, and he's the same Lamar. But if he's the same Lamar, then you know what you're going to get, Tom, and that will likely be a guy who's going to run the ball more than I think you thought coming into the season. But the Steelers, to their credit, defensively, have had their, had his number over the years. So, um, But I, I want to see an offensive outburst, and I need to see it in the first quarter, Tom. It's been too many games where they get zero in the first – not only zero points, I'm talking about zero first downs or zero kind of uh, anything on the offensive side of the ledger.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I just – I think a lot of the problem – I mean, a lot of the problem could be solved if the offensive line was solid, and Shooks is even – Gone down since Munchak left. Like these guys, like that they have there, aren't even their own. They're, they came from other places. Mason Cole came from Minnesota. You got James Daniels; he came from Chicago. You got Sayamalu. he came from Philly. I mean, not, they had Dan Moore, but what's really Dan Moore been like? He hasn't come along like they used to. Like like Bill and the Wave was a good in for a, a good example. He brought Bill and the Wave along. He wasn't even a lineman in college;
3: he was a tight end so i mean right and he played defensive I think lacking on that offensive so line coach job there yep. yeah i, I appreciate I, I it tom the thank third- you for the call we got to go to a break and uh I, all that is on the table and it's absolutely correct it's up to the steelers now to correct this and come out tomorrow and play well early in the game uh they talk about it all the time but the evidence is right there they do not generate anything in the first quarter of games and uh, it would be nice once in a while to do that, get on board. Can Kenny Pickett rebound from this injury that many people thought he wouldn't even play this week? Uh, we'll find out. It should be interesting. You'll see the game tomorrow, 1 o'clock, on KDKA-TV, your television home for Steelers football. We begin with a uh, pregame show at 1130 in the morning, and then afterwards, two hours of postgame on Plus, which is formerly Pittsburgh CW. All right, we're here at the new number one Cochrane Honda South Hills, formerly known as South Hills Honda. It's conveniently located Route 19 Peters Township it is a beautiful place to sit great showroom here you see some great offers you also have an opportunity to talk to the people here uh and grand opening offers make sure you stop in check them out at number 1 Cochran we're going to take a break here we'll come back with more calls at 412-928-9370 I want to get some penguin calls in this as well uh it seems like we've been beating the drum all week on football I'd like to hear what you think about the Pittsburgh Penguins. What are your expectations? Are they a playoff team? More so, are they a championship kind of team with what they've done in this offseason? Call me. Let's talk hockey as well, right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. All right, we're back, and we're live at number one, Cochran Honda South Hills. It's right here in Peters Township. It's a beautiful new space. It's great to come in here, check out the good people here who will be at your service. Also... Um, You're going to get some great offers here, some of the best you can get, including $500 over Kelly Blue Book, instant cash offer, and 15% off any service. You can get all the details at CochraneHondaSouth.com. And if you'd rather buy your new Honda online, check out Expressway at Cochrane.com and enjoy home delivery at no extra charge. 412-928-9370. I'd uh, love to talk some hockey with you. The Penguins are going to open up their season on Tuesday night against Chicago. We've been talking a lot of football. We'll continue that, but hockey is certainly on the table. Baseball playoffs, and i got to give a little shout-out to the Riverhounds. They're going to have uh, potentially all the games go through Pittsburgh. Their first playoff game at Highmark Stadium will be on October the 21st. They take on Tampa Bay tonight, and they can clinch home field throughout
2: the playoffs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
3: Let's go out to the lines. we got John and Cranberry. Hey, John, how are you today?
2: Hey,
5: Bob. Bob, how are you? I haven't called in a while. I wanted to first say congratulations on the addition of the grandson to you and your family. And um, thank you I'm sure me. he'll be out on the golf course. Uh, I'm, my over-under is probably about five years old. You'll have him out there, I'm sure. <laughs> well, <So>. Mack
3: will. <laughs> his dad, for sure. And that's the way for I show. Sure. We have a lot of golfers in our family anyway, so thank you for that, John. Yeah.
5: That's uh, great. Congratulations. So really quickly, I'm not going to talk Steelers, but I'm going to I wanted to talk about the passing of the great Dick Butkus. Um I'm about your age, Bob. I might be, you know, right around your age, Now, what I remember of I caught the last couple of years of his career. And the two things that stood out to me about him was number one he was a ferocious tackler. Uh, I remember one player saying he didn't try to put people into the hospital, he tried to put them into the cemetery. And um <laughs> the game, the game now has changed. Back then, the middle linebacker position was so pivotal to the defense, and he was the, he was the linebacker. I remember that when I was a kid. I was young, but I remember watching him. The other thing about him, too, is when I watched him, he was, oh, his uniform was always dirty. It, it could be a perfect day and, on artificial turf, and his, he had, he'd have his, his uniform all banged up. But why I'm calling about him is that was the golden age of the NFL. I mean, him, he was a very important player, to put the NFL on the map of where it is today. And I wanted to get your thoughts on him and what you thought of the great Dick Buckus. Thanks for taking my call.
3: Thank you, John. Appreciate it. You're right. And I put out a little Twitter the other day, just to to make people aware who are younger, because a lot of younger people, you know, hear the name, but they don't really know. They know him more as Montour Spartan said coach the one year that he came in for that made for TV thing. But uh, Dick, Butkus redefined that position. He really did. And you're right. The game changed. That was When you were in the middle of all of that mayhem on defense, you were the guy people on offense were trying to uh, scheme against, and yet he was just so good. Now, the passing game uh, was not what it is day, today. Started, so, there so there wasn't this emphasis on passing. Younger, because a lot of so, people... you know, the bottom line is you had to deal with him because you're going to run the ball first and foremost. If you pass the ball 20 times a game, it was a lot. These, these teams – could not figure out how to 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 go away from dick butkus or if you did he'd find a way to get to you he's pretty good sideline to sideline too but uh they called him the monsters of the midway and he was he was the biggest monster of them all all right john thank you for the call appreciate that yes rest in peace mr dick butkus at the age of 80 passed away this week and certainly in the nfl was thinking about him pretty much uh all day on wednesday Uh, when he passed. 412-928-9370 is that number to call. Let us know about uh, the Steelers-Ravens, your take there. Uh, I should get into, even though the Pirate season is over, they do have some issues coming up with arbitration, and they're going to have to spend a lot of money. Uh, And and so be it. That's the way it goes. David Bednar is a guy who uh, is coming up for arbitration, and he's going to make about a $4 million increase in his salary. Uh, We'll talk more about that in the next hour as we go through some of these names. But I really like baseball playoffs, and I hope you do, too. You watch them, uh, and I will be interested to see how the pitch clock, which has just been seamless, went into the game and really changed things around. Um, and I'm glad they did, and we'll see how it affects things in the playoffs. Probably not at all, um, but it's a good thing. It's made the game a little bit more watchable, especially eliminating four-hour games. Let's go to Stan in McCandless, who joins us right now. Hey, Stan, how are you?
6: Oh, good morning, Paul. How are you doing today? I'm good. About, day
3: out. Come on down to see us at number one Cochrane
6: Oh, that's great. Well, yeah. Well, can't make it down there. But anyways, uh, best to you out there. I hope you make uh, some sales. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> anyways buddy, I wanna, before I discuss the Penguins, I'd like to ask you, did you ever get an opportunity to watch Dick Buckus play for the Chicago Bears? Not in person, no. That guy just to give you an understanding, he was the most feared football player in his time. There was it was absolutely, there were absolutely, opponents were absolutely terrorized offensive players to play against this guy. He was just vicious. He he once made a statement, I'd like to see me hit somebody so hard that I'd see their head go down the field. That's how crazy he was. He was really, a, he was crazy, but man, he backed it up with some, He was just very, very physical. anybody that's my age in the seventies would tell you he was just one tremendous football player. But he was very, well, like Mike Ditka said, he brought his lunch bucket. (laughs) He brought his lunch bucket on Sundays. But again, uh, you know, going to the steel, uh, the um, the Penguins, rather. Um, You know, I think they're key to success this year, Bob. I think it's going to be rely on. Goals against. They've got to make sure they keep the goals down because I'm not sure. With the, uh, and even though they have uh, brought in a lot of new guys, you know, that will help the team maybe with team speed and everything, it will still come down to them playing defense, keeping the shots down to a minimum, and the goaltending. But that's going to determine whether they will make the playoffs should not. Uh, that's the way it's going to well, play out. Because, Stan, again, if you're looking, if you're win looking win. for
3: that sort of game, you're not going to get that sort of game from them. You're going to get high shot totals, a lot of up-and-down hockey. Now, yes, they want to be responsible defensively, but given the way, you know, if you thought Chris Letang was a risk-taker, where do you see Eric Carlson play? He is a risk-taker, and he is a difference-maker. That way, yeah. there's going to be some, you know, negative plays on the ice when he's there just like Letang, but when they're on their game, Boy, they, they own the puck. The one thing about him, uh, in, a, in very similar to a Paul Coffey type of guy when he was here, yep. he could get the puck out of his own without any help of a pass or two. He could just do it on himself, skating. Uh, so there's a lot to like there. But there are going to be some uh, – Tristan Jari, you mentioned the key. There's two keys to me. Tristan Jari is one. How they do on the power play is two. This is a team that will beat you with its power play or lose to you because they aren't doing well on their power play. So Tristan Jari is going to have to be on his game. Because I think he'll probably see more odd man breaks than
6: most teams in the Eastern conference. Yeah. You know, their, their offense last year to me became too anemic, especially toward the end of the year. They had a hard time uh, finding scoring opportunities and scoring goals. So if they go out there and they bring in, um, like I said, with these new acquisitions, if they bring in uh, you know, a lot of school scoring, they certainly, they may not win a lot of games, but they are, in more games, but they will, uh, they will certainly be entertaining to watch.
3: You know. Well, I'll say this too, Stan. They have a team that is older. It's the oldest team in the league, which also right. carries with it a positive thing. They're very experienced. But they also, to me, much like when uh, you know Mike Sullivan implemented Young Guys <laughs> when they won their first of two back-to-back playoff runs in 16, they weren't shy about putting them in. I think guy like drew o'connor needs a lot of ice time i think a guy like zahorna needs to play at the expense of others who are older now i realize they have this thing you know a dilemma with jeff carter and that they're paying him they want to play him and he's still a skilled player he's just not as fast as others uh but you know i would find ways for guys like o'connor guys like zahora uh these guys should be playing and should be playing especially early in the season uh so we'll see what they do on opening night but it's it's good to see they have a pretty deep roster and certainly i think their bottom six is better than what they had last year
6: hey bob you know what if they don't play Drew connor in that starting lineup there's something wrong because that kid has been really tremendous in the preseason he scored i bet you he's put like six in the net so far this um preseason
3: i don't think that many he, like he that? had two last night i don't know yeah but he's he's really he's really he's noticeable And on the first line with Crosby, he gives them a forecheck that I think they need. And and until Gensel gets back, I think that's a really good way to go. But, Stan, thanks for the call. I appreciate the hockey talk. Hopefully we have more of it in the second hour. 412-928-9370. That is the number to call as we reach the end of our number one. Again, a reminder to you, we're here at the new number one Cochrane. Honda South Hills, formerly known as South Hills Honda. The store is on Route 19, Peters Township, easy to find. Some special offers, including $500 over Kelly Blue Book. Instant cash offer, 15% off any service. Get all the details at south.com And now we're going to talk about the weather, because that's important. And a lot of people are looking ahead to tomorrow uh, with a weather forecast. And if, if it's, it's football weather, that's for sure. And I'm glad to see that, basically, because... It's been kind of hot. Not that I'm complaining. Fan weather is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. The sun is shining. Spring is here, and you can get a great deal on any vehicle they have at sunchevy.com. Today we got sunshine, uh, and some of that is dissipated down here in Peters Township, but we hope we get it back. It's going to be a comfortable start to the day. Uh, High is going to be in the 50s. Uh, Tomorrow you could look for similar weather, uh, and that's coming at you uh, for game day there's a small chance of rain but it shouldn't be anything uh you know that significant 44 for the low tonight again 62 for the high tomorrow as the Steelers and the Ravens meet at Acresure Stadium we got our number two coming up right here live number one Cochran Honda South Hills 4125 oh, that's a sports call number I don't want to give you that one 412-928-9370 is the number to call hit me up let's talk some hockey let's talk some football baseball players whatever you have in mind Fair game, right here on the Bob Pompeiani Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The fat